0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Xfinity. Some things are slow, like snail races. Other things are fast, like Xfinity XFi. Get fast speeds, even when everyone is online, working to make Wi-Fi simple, easy, awesome. More at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply.
1: We we read a lot of uh, newspaper articles about crimes taking place here and there. And it's, it's really rare that there's actually a clue the way there is in a mystery novel or a, a movie.
0: But a guy who tried to stick up Michael Maria's pizza in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, left behind an actual clue.
1: So what happened was this guy walked in uh, to the pizza shop. He handed the cashier a note. It was written on a piece of toilet paper, and it said, you know... Uh, I want $300. Lieutenant Tony Kalinsik uh, was one of the officers who responded to the call. So,
0: Lieutenant, can you tell us what you found when you got there?
2: Uh, when I walked in, there were two employees. Uh, one was in the back kind of still making pizzas, and then I talked to the female clerk. She handed me the piece of toilet paper. It was like two pieces. And she said, that guy there, and there was a guy sitting in a booth, uh, handed me this. And um, on the toilet paper, it said, uh, I have a gun on me. Give me $300. And it was wrote in ink. She said, I kind of looked at it strange. And he says, you know, I have a gun. There's a guy outside that has a gun on me. And if I don't leave this store with $300, he's going to shoot me. Whoa. And I think she was kind of set back by the whole, that's not usually how you get robbed. You know? <laughs> so she kind of questioned him. And he kind of got irate and said, listen, you know, he's going to come in here with a gun. And give her a lot of credit, she stayed calm and she hit the panic alarm without him knowing it. And you know, at this point I, I turned my attention obviously to the to the actor that you know handed over the notes.
0: So he's just hanging out there. You guys are you're obviously police officers. Right? You're in uniform and everything? Yeah, yep. Yes, there were three of us. And <laughs> so he instead of leaving and running away, he thinks he's he's able to just get by because he said it was somebody else who was going to rob the store, not him.
2: Yes, he, he kind of portrayed himself as the victim. Uh,
1: so you all, over the course of uh, talking to him, you, you became skeptical. How did you, how did you go about investigating the note?
2: Well, you know, a lot of times when we arrive on, on, on any type of crime, be it a domestic, be it a, a drug case, be it a car accident, a lot of times the pieces are already laid there and put together for you. You know what I mean? It doesn't take a lot of thought, especially once you do it for so many years, you kind of show up and go, okay, well, this is the bad guy. This is the victim. You know, you kind of, it's already put together when you get there. But I was taught a long time ago um, by who's our currently our captain, Captain Rudder. He kind of told me that every crime's a puzzle. And he said, you know, you have to start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And he even made reference, he goes, and, and this is true, sometimes you'll go home at night and think about that puzzle piece of the puzzle that you haven't found yet. And then it'll hit you in the middle of the night. And that has happened to me. So anytime I'm on any type of a scene where it's not already, the puzzle is already not together for me, I kind of start referring back to what he taught me. And here I am standing there with this piece of toilet paper that's frayed at both ends in my hand. And I mean, it looks like a piece of a puzzle. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I, there's got to be another piece to this puzzle that matches this piece that i have in my hand and that would probably be the roll of toilet paper it came off of yeah um i mean and that's that's exactly where it came from
0: so wait where'd you you find the the roll of toilet paper then
2: well i asked where do you live and he said well i live about a block over and i said come on i want to see if this piece of toilet paper matches what's on your roll of toilet paper in your bathroom and and uh, we went to his apartment and he opened up the door and said go ahead and the second that I walked into his bathroom, I mean, he wrote, on the toilet paper, roll <laughs> the note. So not only did it, when he tear it off, did it match the toilet paper that was sitting there, but from the pen, as you know, toilet paper is so thin, it actually kind of encrypted onto the next several sheets.
1: Oh, it, it like pushed through.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> when I laid the note next to the toilet paper roll, <laughs> it was absolutely identical, and to make matters... Even better for me, the ink pen was sitting next to the toilet paper.
1: When when your captain taught you this this thing about you know a puzzle, did you ever think <laughs> that it would be so literal that two pieces would fit together like that? No,
2: <laughs> you know I, I never thought that.
1: I uh, maybe this is assuming, asking you to to uh, assume too much. But are are we are we to think that he thought? Uh, that the 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 guy who robbed the pizza store that he thought of this while he was sitting on the toilet.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a tough one to think of. I mean, I don't I don't really don't know what his thought process was of he was <laughs> doing at the time. But I mean, it, it was all there. There was a little table right in front of the commode, and it kind of had to think that maybe that's what he was doing. You know.
0: Well, Lieutenant, thank you so much for telling us about this.
2: Yeah, no problem.
0: Missy is on the line with us now. Her son, Ethan, is there, too. They say they have a Lego-related
1: question. Missy, what can we help you with?
3: Well, I'm so glad you asked. We got an excavator set for Uncle Ken for his birthday. and When he put it all together, turns out it wasn't a very big excavator. And it started getting us wondering how many Legos it would take to build a real excavator. Because his box had 720 pieces, and we thought that was going to be a pretty big excavator. Sure, But... It wasn't, and it doesn't actually make buildings. It could move Legos around, but not much more. It, is,
1: is that him? Is he, is he talking about yes, the excavate Yes, he some Legos
3: while we're talking, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. It, what's he building now?
3: Um, that's a good question. Ethan, can you tell them what you're building right now? I'm building a car. Oh. A car. It flies. It, it
1: shoots. Oh.
3: It, it shoots and explodes stuff
1: sounds like it does everything.
0: Are there are there any guys that drive the car? There's two. Two guys?
3: There's two. What, what kind of guys are they? I don't know. Two racing guys?
0: What are the guys' names?
3: We could call them Mike and Ian, I guess, huh? We'll call one, the sneaky one. It's going to be Mike.
0: The sneaky one? First
3: email. Yep.
1: The sneaky one's going to be Mike. I hope that's cool. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that and adds up. And one with the red racing
1: hat, be. Yeah, Ian, you got a red racing hat. So. Okay. Oh.
3: That's...
4: Yeah.
1: It's accurate.
0: We've asked our resident mathematician, Mike Knopfnagel to help us figure this out. Mike, what do you have?
4: Well, if there's 720 bricks in the model, and given the percentage of the actual excavator size that the model is, to build the actual one, you'd need... Twenty million nine hundred eighty-two thousand six hundred seventy-six bricks.
0: Wow! Yeah. Holy cow! That just imagine the size of the box that that would come
4: in. Yeah, that's uh, that's two or three uh, UPS trucks just to your house alone. Wow!
1: Yeah. So we wanted to think uh, even even bigger, and Lego makes a Sears Tower kit, which I believe is sixty-nine pieces. Uh, so we asked uh, Mike Nothnagel, to scale that one up, too.
4: So I was able to find some more specific information about the Sears Tower, how many floors, things like that. The footprint of the tower is 225 feet by 225 feet. Basically, it's a square. Okay. And it's made up of nine different individual towers, kind of on a three-by-three grid. Oh. Yeah, and each of those So each of those towers is... All right, so this is going to take a
1: lot of math. We're going to dip down uh, Mike Nothnagel while he's figuring it out. And uh, Jillian is going to tell us a math joke. Do you have a math joke, Jillian?
0: I do. Why did the chicken cross the Mobius Strip? Why did the chicken cross the Mobius Strip? Why, Jillian? To get to the same side.
1: Do you have another joke?
0: Yeah. How do you make 7 an even number? How do you make 7 an even number? Okay. You take the s out. Uh-huh. That just makes it a different word. The, but the number is the word is just different. The number 7 being, is still the same. We're being pedantic. A minute ago we were talking about a chicken on a Möbius strip, so I don't think we've got any I'm just saying. Did you write these jokes? No. <laughs> All right. You got another one? If if you want another, hang on. What do you call friends who love math? I have no idea. Algebros. bros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I bet uh, Mike is about about ready with the solution here. Players
4: has thirty four thousand bricks in it to build the towers themselves. You'd need eight billion four hundred eighty million four hundred fifty thousand bricks.
0: Wow. How long do you think it would take to to construct that, to build it?
4: Well, we could figure that out. If we assume it takes a second to put a brick together,
1: mm-hmm.
4: we could figure out how many days it would take to put those all together. Okay. So let's see. 8480450,000. 8480450. 0, 000. 8, 8, well, that's about 98,000 days <laughs> or 268 and change years.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's
0: if you work by yourself, I guess, if right? If you did
4: it, yes. Right. 268 and something man years working by yourself. Okay. So if you had a fr- so if you had a friend you could do it in 134 years.
0: Okay. So it's still that's I'm still dead. So I need to I need to have maybe how, how many friends that I could so how many friends do I need so I can build this and have a rich full life?
4: Mm. Well, if you got 26 friends, it would take 10 years working okay. in tandem. That's reasonable. So, yeah. Reasonable. Okay. All right.
0: What if what if Mike, what if we use duplos? For the bottom layers. It's going to save time. Right? Because they're, they're bigger. There's even quattros. I mean, if we're going to get into the bigger Legos.
4: <laughs> it certainly would take you less time because you'd be using
0: mm-hmm.
4: bigger blocks. So, and you could get your kids involved. I mean, we need more manpower to get this tower up in a reasonable amount of time. They'll. It's a, it's a win-win.
0: Well, Mike, thank you so much for uh, helping us figure this out.
4: Well, you're welcome. Anytime.
0: Mike Nothnagel is associate professor of mathematics at the Culinary Institute of of America
1: Now people actually do build really huge things uh, out of Legos. Uh, Gary McIntyre is a professional model builder at Legoland, California.
3: There was a, a life-size uh, Lego X- wing uh, that was built that's actually the largest Lego model that's ever been constructed. Huh. Um, and that is actually based off of the Lego X-wing set. It took the Lego set and they just scaled it up to make a giant life-size version of it. Um, and that took approximately um, a little over five million bricks to, to build.
0: So, Gary, are there other things that you guys, when you get together with your your Lego building friends, do you are there other targets that you have? You've built a full sized X wing. Is there any other full sized thing you you guys kind of dream of building?
3: Um, the things I build at home tend to be a lot smaller in scale <laughs> but if I could build anything um, life-size I think um, I, I would love to build a, a life-size sarcophagus for myself
1: <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs> so, so you know eventually I, I guess I'll need it I,
1: I noticed that uh, we are saying Legos and you've said Lego uh, even correct or do we sound like idiots uh,
3: well you don't sound any more like an idiot than everybody else usually does.
1: So everybody sounds like idiots. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, the, a lot of people don't realize that that Lego is, is actually not not a word. Um, <laughs> uh, Lego is is both singular and plural. Ah. Yeah. So if if you wanted to refer to multiple Lego pieces, you would say Lego elements or Lego pieces. You wouldn't say Legos
1: what are you? What are your hands like? Are you are you calloused from building Legos all the time? Lego.
3: Um, well, you know, uh, honestly, the the calluses on my hands have kind of worn off because I do most of my design work on a computer now, um, and then I pass those designs off to, to builders who do most of the hands on build work, huh. and so I've I've kind of gotten soft a little bit, um, and so. Uh, if in, in kind of thrown into doing some hands on building, um, I, I do tend to like get that what, what I call Lego finger.
1: Lego finger? Yeah,
3: yeah. Lego finger is when like you've been building for a long time and then like an hour or two later, like it's still like you, you push your finger on something and you can it still feels like the Lego studs under your finger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a really weird thing. But uh yeah, I call it Lego finger. And then we have also like really weird names like burps burps yeah yeah burp is that just stands for big ugly rock piece <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> hey what would what, what would that be
3: i i mean it looks like a big ugly rock it's just big chunky rock it's like one one big massive piece um that you can like use as a rock
0: <laughs> well gary thank you so much for your help
3: well thank you for uh for asking
0: We heard from Colin. Colin says he listens to How to Do Everything while crossing the Yangtze River in a Soviet-era cable car.
1: Colin, these next 15 seconds are for you. Colin, this sounds awesome. sounds really unsafe,
0: actually. What's this water down there? How, I mean, but I assume it's very high up. The technology sounds like it's very old, dated, probably very rusty.
1: I don't know. If if they are filming our lives, we are sitting in front of microphones in a climate-controlled studio. You are in a Soviet-era cable car above the Yangtze. I, that, that's, it, it's, if nothing else, it's more cinematic. It's a movie that we'd want to see, whereas
0: The Picture of Us, Studio... Wearing silk pajamas, giant buffet of food in front of us, it's much more boring. I
1: would think boat would be the best way to get across a river.
0: A Soviet-era cable boat?
1: That does it for this week's show, what we learned today, Mike.
0: Well, I learned that guys that build Legos experience Lego finger when their finger gets dead from, from building Legos all day.
2: You
1: kind of imagine there was maybe an abandoned James Bond movie, Lego Finger. The man who just loved Lego. Yeah, he's the man, the man with the Lego touch. It's
0: so much better than Lego Pussy.
1: How to Do Everything is produced by Jillian Donovan with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Ethan. He did a great job building that car. Ethan himself may be made from Lego. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. Hey, and by the way, our calendar is still beautiful, still available. It's on our website, howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks.